You're with Pastor Troy right here. We're getting excited. We got a special program for you. You're going to be seeing over the next few weeks until we get ready for season two. You're going to be seeing the best of the On the Dock season one. These will be coming at you hard and steady. I want you to get them out there. Check them out. Help us get them out to your friends. We want to see you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well. But this is the best of, get this, the best of season one. Get ready for it. We're going to be coming at you with a super season two coming up this August. We'll see you soon. Enjoy this episode of On the Dock season one. Best of. with Pastor Troy. We're excited to have you with us. What a great intro. We've got a great table, people. We'll introduce them to you in just a second here, but we're all about it on the dock, having conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows into the deep. And if anybody can get you out of the shallows, you've got the team at this table. These guys are all deep walkers. We've all been in the shallows and we have been pushed out, tugged out, pulled out, gone out. And you've got some guys here that can answer the bell. I'm just going to tell you right now. So if you're listening to this podcast, you might want to pull over. You do not want to be distracted right now because you're going to get some nuggets today. I'm just telling you. So I hope that you're joining us. We're on several platforms. Of course, YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify are our number one platform platforms. Just look for the On the Dock with Pastor Troy channels. We're also available on Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And you can also social media us. Donna would love to hear from you. She's our executive producer. She's in the studio right now, but not on mic. She's ready to go. <coughs> Send a chat out. Connect with her through Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, or Twitter. We'd love to have it. And when you find our platforms, when you find our platforms, go subscribe, hit like, notify, comment. When you guys see this come out, please go share it with your friends because we believe there's some valuable stuff here to help people propel their faith. And you can always become one of our partners. You can get a fancy coffee cup like this. Go to Patreon and become on the, get one of these. You can go to Patreon and get one of these fancy coffee cups by becoming a partner or you can even become a sponsor of the show check that out go to patreon you can download that app look for on the dock with pastor troy if you can't find it that way i'll give you a simpler way go to on the dock.org that's our website there's an embedded player there as well as links to all of our platforms will get you directly there and also links to our my patreon site as well and you can always if you can't do any of that you can email us at info at on the dock.org and donna will walk you through it somehow or another she's amazing so she'll help you out we got in the studio as well we got our executive director, our techno wizard, Lucas Winkler here, our assistant technical director. I got cold in studio today and we have got an incredible show for you and we're going to get started right here. I've got with me around the table, around the old cottonwood table, I've got with me John Murrow with us again. Th thank you for being back with us, John. Thanks for having me. All right. And also on the table, he's been with us for all three episodes, Jerry Johnson with us. Jerry. Hey. And we've got new, engaged, just from Montana. He's got Montana still in his lungs. He's still got some Montana. He's still got Montana in his crawl. He just came back from a wedding, and he is here in the studio, the legend, Jimmy <laughs> Murphy. Jim, 
Look at that picture. Got you holding the cross up right there. I mean, you're on. I got yeah. the bigger picture. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, this is a real man of God that we've got right. here. It's going to really be a rich discussion. Guys, we are in No Greater Love Legends series. Uh, we, we did the series, the opening series that we did here uh, with our first guest was Fred Bishop. And we were talking about our mentors in the Lord. I thought, well, I want to get out and get some of the other guys that we, we all see Fred kind of as a spiritual father, a mentor to us. And there's just things we've all learned. And I know when, when I was in studio with Fred and we had Shane here, it did sound like we were all kind of conniving. We're not conniving. None of us have talked in advance about what we're going to say. So if you go look at episode one or two, you're going to hear things so common to all of us. And you're going to hear over and over again, amazing stories where God has, we've seen God take us out in the deep and, and through doing what we've been told to do, being obedient and listening and being faithful. We have seen God do things in so many ways. And each of these men here have got significant ministries that they've launched in other places and done. And all that's because of faithfulness available and being teachable, mm-hmm. uh, just being fat sheep. So it's going to be a great story. This is our roundtable discussion. I have a feeling this is going to be part one of two on the roundtable discussion. So look out for a part four. Good thing Donna already made a part four graphic. That was a good decision, Donna, on that part. So we're ready to go here on the dock. I'm going to give you guys a leadoff picture. First of all, well, hang on. Let me start with Jim. We got to find out Jim's sanity because he's been on a plane all day. Jim, they've all answered this question. When you see this picture, what do you think? Well, you got one on. <laughs> that's me, man. That's right. When you see that. Well, that's no greater love. Amen. I mean, yeah. 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 First impression. If you see a guy wearing a no greater love hat. He's a brother. He's Amen. a brother. He's a bonded brother. He's a bonded. Amen. That's exactly Amen. what John said. Amen. A bonded brother. I love that. And you may not know that brother directly. Maybe he's been at another camp. Maybe maybe you've just seen him in the passing. Oh, yeah. But you know if you broke down in that town and there's a brother there, you know that if you've got a crisis, you can call Amen. that brother. Amen. I mean, Jim, Jim, I called Jim to get him to set in because I knew Dave had to leave tonight. And I called Jim and said, Jim, can you come on in this thing? He said, well, I'm be in Montana. I'm coming <laughs> back from the wedding. I said, I'll take you when I can get you. And, you know, he literally came back. He hadn't even I mean, unpacked his stuff. You know, his saddlebags are still full and he's here. You know, praise God for that. But, you know, because there was a seat and I called yeah. him and said, hey, I need him. I need a legend here. And he's here. That's that's the kind of relationship we have with each other. You know, I think that's great. So you see that? Hey, here's another one. Here you go, Jim. First, first response. You see this? What do you think? That's an old school picture. Oh, way back. That's the legends <clears throat> of legends. Uh, First of all, I yeah. think of the foamer 10-gallon hat. I'm <laughs> glad those are gone. <laughs> yeah. I, remember yeah. they had scrambled eggs on some of them, too? Yeah. Yeah, the old jackets. You see yeah. some legends here. I mean, you see people that real. some are gone with the Lord now, but yeah. there's some people that really have had impact yeah. on my life. I, I, I do know it always Shane's... Uh, uh, wow. Mullet, you know, he's got the mullet going on there, you know, and, and you know, today Mark's pastor in church, but look at Fred McDaniels, yeah, great leader, D- Dave Kane, Tom McDaniels. On the left, you can only see a half of a face there, maybe a third of a face. That's Bill Finney, that's Bill Finney. You yeah. knew that, Bill oh, Finney, yeah. he's a war chariot driver, oh, you know? yeah, that's right. Oh man, and others, who else has gone with the Lord there? Uh, uh, well, let's see, Ron Scherner is back in the left there, yeah, yeah. Fred, Fred, Fred Starkweather Stark in there, Weather. Dave Munson, he's administrator for NGL, Fred. Yeah. Fred's right hand guy all the years, just great legends. When wow. you see that, when I see this one, how about this one? You see this one. That, how about that one? You see some legends right there, some real leaders there as well. I see Jim Murphy over to the right there at one of the NGL advisory board meetings. Where's your? You don't even have your. Where's your green jacket? Oh, it's I got it. I'm you not, got it ready to go. I, I, oh, yeah, I still got it. Do you still have your I silver still, jacket? Yep, I do too. Yeah. When Shane was in studio and we were doing the legend, the his dad's one, he said, I threw that out. I said. Oh. I, <laughs> I look at it. It's, I got it in plastic. No. I can't throw it out. Oh, no. no. 
I cannot. He could do that because it's his dad, you know. <laughs> but I can't do it. I can't. It's just like me running across in the last episode, Dave's sailboat stuff. Mm-hmm. I've gone through all my stuff. I'm getting all my stuff down to about twenty yeah. percent, and I ran across that, and that couldn't go. That's a treasure to me. Beth said, well, "What is that?" I said, "That's a that's a magazine article that Dave made notes on." I said, "Why do you need that?" I said. Because it remembers, I remember how I got started. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to forget that. There's some great heroes up there, <laughs> great people. Faith there. Look, Bernie McNeil Bernie, Bernie up there. He's gone yeah. with the Lord. Yeah. A lot of well, gr- I mean, we got Bob Williams. That's Bob. where we got yeah. Macross here for Bob. That's right. Yeah. Bob's gone with the, be the Lord as well. Yeah, yeah, I love that on your shoulder. See, I mean, these guys go with us. They're part of the DNA yeah. uh-huh. uh, of who we are. So, so Jim, I, I mean, we're glad to have you here. I just wanted to get you dialed in on those pictures and uh, get you. Hey, I got a group. I got a group set of photos for you. So, so your first question, so you'll be up with all these guys. These guys have already answered. Here, here's yours right here. Um, you, 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 we got you seeing, we see the rest of the cross you're holding up. That's a big cross you're holding up there. That's not, yeah. Yeah, is that a newer cross? No, uh, you know, the first, let's see, 1985 when I, I come back from Monte Gras, Duke Davidson built that for me right after I come oh, back. Oh, really? That thing's yeah. a big cross. Yeah, it's all cedar. It's all secret. Still got it, yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, and, and what what is this bottom part? Who's the guy in the middle? I I, I know the, the brother <laughs> on the right, and I know Fred, our, our spiritual father on the left. Who's the guy in the middle with the big nose? <laughs> guy in the middle. That's, that must be uh, uh, well, Harris. Oh, you mean, oh, yeah, that's a picture. That's a second picture. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, that's me, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I mean. I mean, Jim, Jim, I am relatively sure you were a biker, right? Oh, yeah. Is that correct? Oh, Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Born to be wild. And... Born to be wild. <laughs> yeah. You 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 ran around some of those guys that used to be yeah, those one percenters? Well, I I knew one percenters, but I knew not to step over yet, but I was ahead in that direction. You were heading on that direction, oh, down yeah. that hole. You knew exactly oh, yeah. where it was. You oh, know yeah. how those guys run. Yeah. I mean, if they can only see you now. Yeah. In your clown suit. Yeah, amen. Amen. <laughs> but I tell you what, a lot of those guys over the years, you I've seen you go over and talk to whole lines of those guys. And you know what? When you go over and talk to them about the Lord, they, they see your colors and they just dial right in. They respect that, don't That's they? That's right. That's yeah. right. I love that top one you up there with Fred doing one of the conferences here <clears> and yeah. just in worship. So just tell me, that we, everybody got this question already, so it's your turn. Okay. When, when you think about, when you, when you think about um, NGL, just up, to, up, up top, what are a couple of the NGL principles that have served and led your life and your ministry that you've taken away from Fred and the ministry in all these years? Give me just those first couple that come to your mind that have changed you and who you are and how you they're reliable to you. And you would, if a young Timothy or young Titus or young man in the, in the room right now, our assistant producer Colt, he's never got a chance to be on an NGL trip. If you were going to just give him one thing or two things you've learned, what are those couple nuggets? Well... That's a, that's a, that's a, I could answer that for months. I know you can. I could too. Uh, uh, you know, if 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 you uh, want to change your life, like when I got born again, when I got saved, and when I got baptized, and uh, I was still smoking cigarettes, and I, and I said, Lord, I said, I want to be a witness for you. I said, if I can disciple twenty something bikers, I said, surely I can find twenty something disciples for you. But I said, I got these old cigarettes on me. I gave up everything else, but I said, they got me hooked. And and God set me free. I mean, totally free of it. So then I'm at the mines, and I heard uh, Roger Lipe on the on the radio. I was running the scraper over at Burn Star 5. And said he was meeting in Carbondale at Halloween. <laughs> well, I got there, man. Boy, I was going to tell you something. I, you know, I, I told my wife, and I told some other folks. And, you know, I had no idea what I was wading <laughs> off into. No idea. <laughs> And so we get there, and we really didn't know anybody, but we just wanted, we wanted to 
we wanted to do it, man, you know. So we followed that big cross out there in that crowd, about 40,000 strong. And I was, I was, I said, man, I said, uh, you know, I, I cussed my life, but I says, I didn't openly cuss God in, mm-hmm. the, in the streets you know, on purpose, you know, in the way that they did. And so that night, uh, wow, we, uh, we, we made it through the crowd and with the cross, and they turned around. And I said, oh, man, I said, we made it. We're, we're, we're alive. <laughs> well, I, they turned that cross around. We're right back in there, and I thought, well, we're surely going to die on this round. So anyway, we got in there, and, and I, remember, I remember my chewing gum. And uh, it got so thick, it uh, turned into cotton balls. And, uh, I mean, it, it was, you know, I mean, here's Linda over there just praying up storm. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And, but old Maurice Morero from Africa. He right. says, if you, if you can't do nothing, he said, stand. Amen. So I looked up above that there, Jesus saves, and it had a big old American flag on top of that. And I said, well, Lord, I'm just going to stand here and stare at that flag. And I said, if anybody dies tonight, take my life and spare my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a totally changing experience. Uh, I remember waking up next morning, me and Linda, and we lay there. And we laughed so hard that tears were running in our ears. I said, can you believe we're still alive? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so then Bill Finney, you know, he comes after me and he'll go to Monte Gras. And I said, man, I said, there's 40,000 over in Carbondale. I said, and they tell me there's a million down there in New Orleans. I said, well, how in the world am I going to handle that situation, you know? But you know what? Uh, uh, I was like, okay, Lord. And then, I, you know, I'm like, man, I'm nervous. I thought, I thought man, you know, I, I come out of Vietnam, and I thought, oh, man, this is so different, you know, man. Like, I don't know. So anyway, I said, I don't think I have enough money. Cause I didn't have a big paying job at the time. So the money kept coming in, and the Lord says, well, how much more do you need? I said, I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'm going. I got you. Well, Linda was stuffing them bags, man. And Bill Finney pulled up in the NGO church right in front of the house, and, and away we went. Mm, and wow. uh, that was uh, – you know, I, was, I, I knew when that bus broke down, I thought, well, they'll surely turn around and go home, you know. Well, they didn't. They put us in a kindergarten school bus, 40 guys in there, crammed in there with our knees turned like this. We have been there at 7 o'clock in the morning. We got there at 7 o'clock the next day. Oh, my. And uh, or 7 o'clock that night, we got there the second <laughs> next morning. So, uh, anyway, I said, well, Lord, you know, if anything happens, it will be of you. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, uh, the guys I met, the guys I met, oh, my gosh, and uh, such a life-changing experience. And I did leave out when I was in Carbondale. I did lead a biker to Christ that night, and wow. that changed my life right there in that one night. Man, you know, uh, he was from Arizona. But uh, so anyway, uh, after that, started meeting all you guys, and we just started growing together. And yeah. then said, man, I hope, you know, man, you know. And it's all, it's all bigger than all of us. There's no yeah. doubt about it. We just, you know, but. He said, you know, make, if you have a vision, make sure your vision is bigger than your grasp. Amen. The Amen. only way out is God. Amen. And, uh, make sure the vision's bigger than your grasp. That's yeah, a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Dream, dream. I had, I had a, I had a credo statement that I that I used for my whole ministry. I ran across it at a church in in, in uh, Atlanta, and it said, "Dream dreams and plan plans so grand that if God's not in them, you're doomed to fail." Yeah. So, because if you don't do that, you'll just be dreaming on things you can handle and manage. Mm-hmm. You've got to get out there in the deep and do some yeah. things. And to do that, you don't see these things of God. You're not going to see God save you and deliver you if you don't ever get off the dock. Right. We want you in the dock to listen to yeah. these things. But we, our goal here is to get you <laughs> equipped and encouraged to get out there. And if you go out for God, I mean, no, as we said before in the previous episode, no weapon formed against you will mm-hmm. prosper Amen. if you're serving the Lord. Yeah. You'll be there. Hey, did we, did, when, in the last episode, we're going to hit this wrap up question from last episode. Did we get to your greatest NGL moment? 
Um, did, did you share? We got yours and we got yours in. Did we get to yeah, yours? I think so. Yeah, we yeah. did. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me catch up with Jim. Jim, if you had to, if you had, to, if you got a chance to tell uh, some young buck your defining NGL story, a, a mm. moment that really transformed and changed you, maybe even beyond what you just said, maybe maybe that would be it again. But yeah. but but that defining story, that event, that thing that really you said, yeah, for me, that's no greater love. What would it be? For well, you? that was one of the greatest honors was that. Uh, to be asked to be on board, be a board, you know mm. a member of No Greater Love, but uh, we got to remember we don't get all this in one trip. That's right. That's a lot of people make that mistake, and uh, so you know Fred said, "Oh, it says face your fears," mm-hmm. and uh, so I had I, when I was a young boy I had, had claustrophobia from from a deal, and he said uh, I learned in the Bible it said perfect love cast out all fear. And so we'd get in those crowds, and they'd get all so tight and so tight and so tight, man, you know. But I kept my eyes on the cross, man. I, I see that cross. I, I, you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but uh, if, if you don't know how to speak in tongues, that's a good place to start. It's right a good now. place to start right <laughs> down, there. Down New Orleans, yeah. But uh, my greatest moments, uh, they've all been great. Yeah. I, I, uh, one, of the, one, of the, you know, one of the toughest, greatest moments that I always remember is when I come out of that hospital, you know, they set me up. The doc said, what are you going to do when I was fighting the cancer? Mm-hmm. And I said, when you turn me loose, I said, I'm I'm heading to Illinois <laughs> to catch up with no greater love. And uh, I'm not a guy that just jumps in a truck and takes off by itself, you know what I'm saying, that type of guy. But I, I said, well, I'm going. And wow. and I got in there, and I said, now, if you find me on the side of the road, I didn't make it. You knew where I was ahead. <laughs> and, uh, so about all the way from Wyoming, you know, I, I watched the mountains. I watched the hilltops, and I see a cross. I see three crosses. Kept going, man. Just kept going, kept going. Run into a tornado. I said, boy, boy. So anyway, I pulled in this place. I was going to eat, and I said, I ain't. I don't know where the tornado's in front of me or in the back of me. And the lady says, it's behind you. See ya. Jumped in the truck and just kept on going. I'll rub the tornado. Yeah. <laughs> then got all the way to St. Louis finally, and then there was another big hailstorm was coming off the side. So I dodged that bullet, and then I got home. I was, I'm going to go by the place in the country and just kind of slow down and see the house, you know. So I called my mom. She said, you better get over here. There's a tornado heading for Frankfurt right now. And so I got into Frankfurt, then the sirens were going, and I, and I picked my mom up, and, you know, we made it. I says, you know, I've been running from them guys all day. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but the thing was, oh man, is uh, man, I, you know, when I walk, when I was able to get with it, man, to walk, you know, I says, I got a whole new life. I got a whole new life. So I told my mom, I said, Mom, I said, if I don't make it, I said, I have been with Northern Greater Love for 35 years, somewhere in that range, 34, 30, something like that. I said, the men that I served with. I said, I've had the greatest life. I said, I've hunted all my life. And I said, I have no, I don't, I don't have any, you know, I don't, there's no, I don't have anything missing. God has filled them all. I said, to walk with no greater love all my life. I said, and I told my boys, I said, that's a, I said, these men are the greatest part of my life. And I said, there's no, I said, there ain't no turning back. Uh, I said, you know, all of them, every one of them. I said, uh, I said, there ain't no, nothing like it. And they're all over the United States from all the way to Honduras to whatever. And, uh, <laughs> Man, that's amazing. So, uh, it's amazing. One of the best meals I ever had was we had one of the board meetings. We used to rotate around the houses, and it was at Jim's house. And he did a Italian beef version with goose. Yeah, that's a long time ago. I love that. I can remember that meal in your house to this day. I've recreated it probably oh, a dozen 
times. Yeah. I because I just I mean just 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 some good times being in different people's mm-hmm. houses. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready for a fresh. Here, you ready? You guys ready for a picture? I've been wanting to do this sure. picture right. for two. Here you go. This picture right here. I want somebody to tell me about that picture. I think Jerry, you're down the bottom there. I'm on the bottom. You're the bottom left there. Yeah. Uh, can you just that picture is a special picture. That's from 2013. The No Greater Love uh, Mardi Gras trip. What, what was going on in that trip? Do you remember? I know that when we were praying for Fred, that uh, this was at the end of the of the trip. Uh, we were just putting back the the whole blessings back upon him, and you know, I, I don't remember seeing the light, but I remember just mm-hmm. just feeling overwhelmed. And I was at that point, I was I was crying. Mm. It, I think this picture was at the transition point where yeah. this was Fred's last trip running the trip yeah, himself right. yeah and it was transitioning then to the multi-camp approach yeah. so this was not only the close can you can, can one of you guys elaborate on when ngl starts there's a there's a beginning where we we pray for the leaders and then at the end there's a reverse right. anybody, can anybody elaborate on that because this is the reverse this is the back end well when we start uh our our ministry the anointing is passed on to the leaders and to the to the I think we say men in charge, but to leadership. And then when when the uh, event is over, we go back and we do the same thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, Fred under God is our covering, and uh, and we're leaving him at that point in time. Yeah, so, yes. if you think about these trips, a Mardi Gras trip is not something that just happens. He's worked on it for three, four, five, six months, hundreds of hours of advanced planning. These guys come in, they're anointed for the trip, they're right. dialed in it, and mm. the first thing they do is lay hands on the squad leaders and the leaders, mm-hmm. and they say, here, we're passing the anointing to go to the field to you. Mm-hmm. And then that just, it's like it, the bucket's emptied into the men. Mm-hmm. At the end of the trip, to be honest with you, I, I was Fred's field secretary for years, for 10 plus years. I drove Fred around and got him in and around. And I would see, when, when y'all would leave, I mean... There's nothing. We would stay down there sometimes two and three days till we could breathe and go forward. We would read the valuations and, and follow up. But there was just like the, the rag was wrung out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, everything yeah. had been poured out. You know, and what I love about the end here, you see, is these are the leaders that were given the anointing at the beginning, now coming back and saying, brother, you, your mission's complete. Mm-hmm. We want to give you back the anointing to get you home and get started on the next journey. Yeah. I love the fact that uh, if you think of uh, Psalm 133, the anointing comes down, down mm-hmm. on the head and the beard, mm-hmm. and like like the dew of Hermon. And, the, and that's where Hermon's where the water starts to the Jordan and down to the Dead Sea. If you know anything about it, as it goes down, it gets into the fields and the crops and all that stuff. And then you know, it gets evaporated, it goes right back up to those mountains eventually to be rained back down. And there's a cycle here that if it's mm-hmm. done right, the anointing will bring life forevermore for, for a period of time. And I, this is powerful because it's not just you guys giving back the anointing, but Fred is ending his direct leadership over this and going to transfer mm-hmm. it now to multiple guys at Jerry's team at Vukare, you know, Aurora team, Mark, there's like four or five teams that come out of this. And mm-hmm. in this picture, I call it the Shekinah picture. Mm-hmm. Because you can see the glory, you can just see Fred's face, and you can see I just see the hand of God, the ray of God on him. Mm. And uh, when I saw this picture, I thought, "Oh my, mm. what a moment to be there, Jerry, and to mm. be in the presence of, of such a moment. What a great, right, what a great story." I wanted to just show you. Something. When you see this picture, what what do you think when you see this picture here? This picture, mm-hmm. this Fred teaching, <laughs> NGL men's retreat. Yeah. Fred's teaching. Uh, I'll have a yeah. Take a look at that picture. What what do you think when you see this picture? I mean, 
This is Fred. Well, whenever he's up there, he's going to give his all. Yeah. Everything. He's, he's going to spend it all, and every eye is going to be on him. Yeah. And every ears. I mean, he's in the you're, zone. You're going to, yeah. He's you're in the get zone. It all, every bit you can. He's in this in this state in this picture. He is in the zone. Yeah. You can tell when he's dialed in and doing his basic training and giving the guys <laughs> the basic information of what it means to be part of the NGL hat, the, the, yeah. the bond servant, the culture. And when he was here, we talked a little bit about that. I had him, I had Roger and Shane, and we talked about when he's dialed in. We're hearing things like, you know, you're hearing things like your quiet time, yet that those oh. dailies. Oh, We're hearing... Chambers. We're think, hearing about having that Oswald, having that proverb, mm. you know, having that time of the psalm. We're hearing about, and, and he talks about that when he's here. We, we hear about adoration, confession, thanksgiving, how mm-hmm. to pray, yeah. thanksgiving, supplication, how to build your prayers. He's going through prayer, study, fellowship, and witness, mm-hmm. teaching you how to live your life at the cross. He's he's talking to you about your when, where, and why. Do you have a when, where, yeah. and why? You know, he's talking to you about being a faithful, available, teachable sheep. You don't need to know everything here. You just need to fit in right. and mm-hmm. be a part and do what your leader tells you to do and trust the process. Process. We're gonna make you clown. We're gonna make you street preach. We're gonna make you one on one. We're gonna we're gonna make you carry a cross in a place you don't want to carry a cross. And if you just do those things, somewhere mm-hmm. God's gonna grab a hold of you, and He may knock some burrs off in the process, and you'd be surprised. And we just went through uh, advanced individual training, AI, you know, AI, AIT was it, that's right. Mm-hmm. And we went through all these different things when we were here. And you can just see when Fred is putting <laughs> the gospel in the hands of faithful men, you can just see an intensity and a joy that comes on his face. That's just amazing i so i just wanted to see you know, I, we've all seen fred he lives for that moment of putting uh that into us and mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. is there anything i mentioned that we don't all know well i mean we all mm-hmm. could quote and teach that stuff how, how, okay i got one more photo for you how, how about this photo here i love this photo <laughs> i found this photo i've treasured this for a long time when you when you see this picture of fred carrying the cross anything anything hit you Nowhere else he'd rather be. Yeah. There is nowhere yeah, else. That's right. He yeah. is right there yeah. enjoying the pleasure of God as yeah. he carries the he cross. He probably spends a month just trying to think how he can convince uh, his wife that he needs to go. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He's got a full-time job oh, with Jan yeah, there. Yeah. But yeah, but, you know, we, owe, we owe a lot to Jan, man. We do, too, because she has man. sacrificed so she much sure to let him. And I told when Shane was here, how many of us have got to share as brothers, as his brothers? He's let, I mean, Fr- Fred has been a father figure to so many. And yeah, I man. said, Shane, you've had to share your dad with so mm. many people. Mm. And, and Shane really had some great response. So make sure you check that out Amen. in the uh, Pastor Troy's Mentor Series. There's some great, great stuff there. But uh, I just see that picture, and I just see a man who loves the Lord. And that's what attracted me to Fred was, was that... I could see God in him. And interesting story, I, I, I met my wife. I, I got hooked into my wife on a blind date through Shane Bishop. And when I, when, when I, when I went out with my wife the first couple times, we had two dates that really didn't go well at all. And the second date, I took her up and said, you know, and Shane and Melissa got this all set up and just felt good about it. And I went upstairs and dropped her off at her apartment. And I went, turned around and thought, I'm out of here. I'll never see this woman again. This is done, done, done. She's country mouse. She's from the coin city mouse. And, and I went down the steps and I heard her, I got hit the door of the, the apartment outside in Decoin. It was January, but it was 67 degrees outside moonlit night. And I, I, she, I heard her come through the door. I thought, why is she following me? This was a horrible two dates. We got to be done with this. I like her daughter a lot, but this is not working. And I heard that door slam and I turned around and I, I looked at her and I saw her eyes and I saw the glory of the Lord in her eyes. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with her instantly right then. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody she hexed me. 
Something she did something. <laughs> and she will tell you exactly. When I walked away, the Lord said, follow him. Mm-hmm. And she said, huh. And she <laughs> followed me down. I fe- and I went back to that night. I, I, I found Shane back at the church. It was next morning. And I walked into Shane's office. He was he was my you know brother in the Lord there. And I said, I'm going to marry this girl. He said, man, you were horrible to her last night. You, y'all have nothing in common. You look miserable. I said, I know, but I walked down the steps last night. She followed me out, and I saw Christ in her. And that's what I saw in Fred. Mm. I can, and I thought, I wouldn't be partnered with somebody for life yeah. that loves the Lord yeah. and will grow from there. And I could see, always see that when I was around Fred, there was an anointing. Mm-hmm. And I see that in you guys and what you do and how we serve together over the years. It's just a real privilege. I, I want to get into one of the questions I have for you guys we didn't get into in the last episode. And that question is, with Fred Bishop as all of us kind of see him as a mentor, a coach, a, a father figure, uh, 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 just somebody that's meant a lot to us. What are some of those key inflection points that would mean an inflection point is where he changed the connection with that ministry and what he's done has changed your flow we jim we had we had we had all these guys in the previous episode i gave them one word and said can you tell me what this word means to you and i said the word biscuit when i say biscuit (laughs) (laughs) you know what a biscuit means i told the story too but but we all know what that means so what, what i mean by Fred is a mentor and a coach and inflection points. A simple question would be, what are those moments of encouragement where he sent you to the next level or got you ready to go? Or what was that biscuit moment where he was able to kind of get some correction that also puts you on the path to get you to the right moment? So I want you guys to think about that as we as we come around the horn here, that he's really, really, I think he's really done a lot of that. Because I was with Fred, I'll give my biscuit, not, not biscuit moment, but I was with Fred in... Uh, Oh, it was probably 95 or 96, doing successful ministry in Highlands and all that stuff. And um, I'm trying to think where I was. I was in Highland. Yeah, I was in Highland at the time. No, no, I was in Pawnee. I'd moved to Pawnee. So I was just in Pawnee, not very happy with things in Pawnee, didn't want to be there, and had moved out of Waterloo and gone up there. And I I, I went on the trip, just one of those days where you go on the trip because it's time to go, time to go south. And and, and as, as I get going on the trip... I realize that God is going to do something in me amazing, I think, on that trip because I don't want to go. And I learn when I don't want to go and I go, <laughs> God, God will do something. So that's why you don't want to miss the trip. And, mm-hmm. and, and so so as I as I went out that year, I mean, I, I got ready to go to Mardi Gras. I mean, we went to Mardi Gras. We were, we were heading out uh, th- this trip to Honduras, got in the thing, went on the flight. I was with Shane and him, and we were going to meet all these pastoral – we were all pastoral leaders, Mark Jordan, top-level pastors meeting, and we were going to spend time with Misael, uh, the top pastors, top leaders, and get behind the scenes and find out what made these men great and and, and just just pastoral-level meeting. We went on the trip. We were up in La Entrada, and, and Fred had taken us by the Mayan ruins from Tegucigalpa back and and, and – Gosh, he was talking about how bad they'd done in Lon Trotta, how bad the Okies had done, how bad he had done, nothing good had come. And it was about that time that I felt like, I, I just felt from here and everything that I needed, I've been planning churches, but I needed to go out and I felt like the Lord was calling me to be a church planner outside the United States. So my call was to plant churches. I'd done Highland, I'd done Waterloo, I was at Pawnee now, I'd written a book making a church from scratch and I'd helped other people do it. And I was like, I need to go out overseas, but I have this rule from Fred, apprentice, journeyman, craftsman. So to leave and go overseas would mean I have to apprentice again, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm with Fred, I'm apprenticing, okay? But then that means you have to journey. I'm not gonna take a bunch of people to a third world country and go start a church that I haven't done it myself on because you just get your lunch eat in front of all of them. I don't want to do that. So I, I, I tell Fred, I said, Fred, I think I maybe need, I hear God saying I need to bring my family someplace and plant a church and do a crusade. 
because that's what God's called me to do. He says, well, I think you need to do it right here in La Entrada. He says, number one, I've got San Pedro, and this guy's got Tegucigalpa, and none of us can do any good here, and you're the one guy that can crack a hard nut. And so he says, I think La Entrada, none of us have done any good, and I think this would be the place for you. And I thought, really? He said, I really think this is your put up or shut up mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you'll find out if, if, if what you have works. Mm-hmm. And so I spent the rest of the trip just praying over that. And I got home and told my wife, I think we've got to go back. And one year from then, we raised $30,000. I took my entire family. We spent one month there and we planted a church there and did a crusade there. And it was very successful. And it's in uh, Pastor Marco's churches now. Uh, and, 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 and God moved in that. And it was from that that I came back and I was given the report. I was home giving the report on the trip when Reverend Mundelo from Liberia was in my congregation visiting that Sunday and stood up and said, if you can do that there, could you do three Ooh. in Africa? And it was that it was that going there and 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 taking that risk that I, I ended up starting hundreds of churches in Africa and Thailand. So the craftsmanship came later, but the journey trip had to yeah. had to happen. Mm-hmm. That for me, for me, my biggest Fred mentoring experience was like it's if you want to put up or shut up here, you go plow some territory that none of us have even cared for. So mm-hmm. just going around the table here, uh, we'll just go any, any order you want to go. We, we can start with you, Jim or, or or John. Either way, whoever's ready to go. As coach, what is that inflection moment to help either encourage you forward or maybe kick you in the tail forward either way? Jim? Well, my explanation of the biscuit and the brown britches, you got two choices. (laughs) Red shirt, brown pants. Brown Mm -hmm. pants. You can either go on the event and get your biscuit or you can stay home and fill your britches. (laughs) In other words, you got a choice each time. You have to, no matter what. Yeah. And one thing Fred said years ago, the enemy always come against you. Mm-hmm. And, you and, and you'll go on your good week, but we go on your bad week. Yeah. And so then mm-hmm. we learned after so many years, after what, so many events, that uh, to face that and, and to expect that. But then, then I was always blessed, always blessed. But then I realized the greater things that come against me, the bigger the blessing. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I said, wow, it's been a tough week. God's got some big plans mm. going, man. he got some divine appointments. He wants to change my life. He wants to change my friend's life. And then when he does that, we we're able to go out and change somebody else's life. But we got, we mm-hmm. have to be changed first. Mm-hmm. So, that's so true. And, well, that's something we'll have to talk about a little bit later. But but it's, it's that getting off the dock, the greater things don't come to you. Get out there and stretch it a bit. Mm-hmm. And you don't really get to see that stuff. People don't see God moving because we're not doing anything that we need God to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not mm-hmm. doing anything where we need Dad to step up. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is playing around the dock and playing with Play Doh mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and Dad can watch you play with Play Doh. He doesn't need to help you with mm-hmm. that. It's stepping out into that deep and going out in some place mm-hmm. and having to test your stuff that really kind of mm-hmm. kind of forms you. So, so Jerry, you, over to you now on this. What is that? What what is that inflection moment for you? I'd really have to say it comes down to submission and obedience. Mm. And you know, sometimes we step out and we think we don't have faith, but if we're obedient, the faith will come. Uh, I had an opportunity right before I came here to this church to uh, have a ministry in Honduras, and you probably all know about that. Everything, I mean, for six months, everything was handed over to me. My wife and I went down. Uh, we were excited and came home, landed in St. Louis, and the rug got pulled out from us. And basically, uh, those in charge of the ministry, she said, no, I've, I've changed my mind. I was devastated. 
And I was like, okay. A little angry, but you know, didn't know what to do. And Fred came to me later and said, you didn't really think that she would let that go because that's too much of her husband. Right. And he said, mm. the best is yet, a, yet ahead, Jerry. Hmm. And that was, I just started coming here and mm-hmm. it wasn't one a year. I was, I was in Africa, mm-hmm. still in touch with a lot of those guys from Africa. Uh, made some good brothers and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. And Thailand's next. We get back into yeah. Thailand soon. Mm-hmm. It's me. You know, you just think if had God tied you up there, you may have not developed yeah. those doors. But but and you don't see that at the time, and you don't, yeah. you don't, and just sometimes trust God. But somehow Fred saw that. I yeah, think. it's mm-hmm. amazing. John, you got you got you got yours. Yeah, I do. Uh, and matter of fact, I was just thinking it's, you know, it's a God thing. Honestly, I mean, you called me or text me to come and do this, and I scared her. Or I, I had a meeting tonight at our church about this uh, mission trip that we're looking to plan uh, to go to Mexico. And um, I, I've always felt Troy like I'm the. Um, Jonathan to Jonathan to uh, David, you know, Dave Morani was here earlier. I mean, you know, I would, I, I won't say I was right hand guy by no means, but you know, I would, that's kind of how I felt. I never really felt as a one leading. In fact, Jerry and I have had talks before because, you know, Fred would have come across pretty hard about you need to be doing this, this and this, you know, it's like, I've never had that. I won't say I didn't have it, but I never took that opportunity until now. And so then here I am sitting around with you guys tonight talking about that very thing. But uh, but all, all, through all that, even with, uh, like we were talking about earlier, the, the basic training that we know and we live our life by and, and we lead by, you know, faithful, available, and teachable. You know, that's what, you know, the, the people are looking to go to Mexico with with us. So, um but things that, that from my in my mind that I hear Fred and I and I've repeated Fred many times, you know, uh, just life things about you know, uh, don't 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 put your two cents in about something if you don't know anything about it. You know, if you've never been down that road before, keep your mouth shut. That's how he says it, actually. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know uh, that kind of thing. And another one of Fred's that I love so much is we're going to do this, this, and this. And if God shows up, we'll do what He's wanting to do. <laughs> and uh, so to me, he makes he makes the the ministry part, God, and that just relax in Him, He's faithful, and uh, so uh, you know as I'm starting to lead this uh, this uh, venture, you know I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna have NGL all over it. Amen. Amen. That's amazing stuff. These are just some great, I mean, great opportunities, guys. We're going to come back in a part four here uh, pretty quick and, and, and wrap up this series because I've got some, I got some more things I want to get your input on, guys, and I'm really kind of dig into. So first of all, I just want to, as I wrap up this series, and we'll come back in, in part four, uh, I just want to remind everybody, if you've been hearing these things and you're really intrigued by it, No Greater Love Ministries is still doing trips. They, While Fred is not leading the trips himself, he's still leading a network of groups, and they have all kinds of people that are going out and working through different camps and Fred's hand is still on that and around that and you can see his DNA is all around this mm-hmm. table so you can check that out at nogreaterlove.org the information's up on the screen we'll try to make sure we get it in the show notes as well so if you'd like to find out where their next trip is and how to go on that and we're going to be back in roundtable discussion part two and the next episode we want you to go back and listen to one two and three they've been so good Dave Ronnie was here with us in, in part one and two Jim Murphy's joined us here for part three and he'll be here for part four and it's just going to be a great discussion. Guys, thank you for being a part of this. And, and we're going to be back real soon. Thank you, Jim, for coming in from Montana, getting here with it ready to go. And, mm-hmm. and, and John and Jerry, thank you so much here. And guys, by the way, you can check us out at onthedoc.org. And you can email us at info at onthedoc.org. 
www.nogreatlove.org. If you got any questions, if you can't find that No Greater Love information, email us and we'll get it to you directly. And you can always find us on our platforms. I don't know how you're watching us or listening to us today, but I challenge you to go try a different platform. Get two linked up. So YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify are primaries. Just find the On the Dock with Pastor Troy channel. And you can go to Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And we'd love to hear your comments on our social media partners, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. Just reach out to us. They're all On the Dock with Pastor Troy. Find those pages. And when you find those pages and those platforms, please subscribe, like, hit notify, comment, and share this show with other people. Because what you're hearing here is real life lessons that'll get you out of the shallows and into the deep. We'd always love to have you as our Patreon partner or a sponsor. Love to have you check that out. Go to my Patreon and look up on the dock with Pastor Troy. And finally and foremost, if you don't have a place to go to church on Sunday, we would always love to have you at Community Faith Church. That's the host uh, church for this site. We'd love to have you Sundays 10 o'clock, Wednesday 6.30. You can also check us out on our virtual campus at coftv.com and you can find us on our Facebook page. We do a live cast on our Facebook page under Community Faith and on our YouTube page under Community Faith Church. We'd love to have you come out. Guys, again, thank you so much for being here. We're going to come back in session four. We look forward to seeing you all and I hope you're enjoying this incredible no Greater Love Legend series. Just keep listening, keep watching. You're on the back.